1: The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We continue our college football preview with the Pac-12 Conference, and there is Major League Baseball news to discuss. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network,
0: you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Hey, what you got about in me.
1: Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Visit RighteousFelon.com. Use promo code BellyUp at checkout. You are going to get 15% off your purchase uh, and get yourself some good jerky all at the same time. Uh, welcome in. My name is Vince Stover. I'm your host, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, wearing the new sports stove gear. How you doing, man?
0: Doing good. Yeah, it's great to have one of the classier sports t-shirts around. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, finally got you one. It's uh, been a while, uh, but your birthday was a week or two ago, two, two, three weeks ago now. Yeah. Uh, Finally got you a sports stove shirt. So uh, anybody can get those, by the way, they're available. The best way to find it is go through the social media, go to Twitter and get the link on there as well. Um, But if you can't find it, feel free to reach out to the program and uh, we'll we'll get you the link for it as well. Uh, But yeah, lots of stuff happening in the sports world. And of course we inch ever so much closer to uh, college football season. We're going through our college football previews. We got some baseball stuff to talk about as the Brewers won two of three against Cincinnati. Um, and actually, it's the last time they'll see Cincinnati this year. I <laughs> won't play them again the rest of the season. And, uh, and of course, they're not going to see them in the playoffs. So it's done. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about all the baseball stuff following the college football stuff. And the college football stuff today is the Pac-12 Conference. We've already done the Big 12 and the ACC and we encourage you, if you missed those episodes, go on back and take a listen to those. And each week, as we're breaking down these conferences, we're going through each team in the conference. We are uh, we are giving you our predictions for over or under their win totals. We're breaking these into tiers, national championship contenders, conference contenders. Uh, then there's that middle-of-the-road cont- uh, 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 tier, and the final tier is the Vanderbilt tier, which just is the complete no chance horrible that kind of thing. Uh so we'll get to all of that here and uh we're going to start off dad with uh Arizona and uh I I messed up somewhere on here on on my form and now I don't know where I messed up at. So okay, I think I figured it out. Okay, good. Uh Arizona head coach Jed Fish is still around. He improved the team from 1 and 11 in 2021 to five and seven last year they returned quarterback Jaden DeLora as well uh, the offense they should be okay uh, you know they should they should be at least what they were last year the defense gave up 36 and a half points per game and they only returned three starters now sometimes when you say they're only returning three starters you say oh that's bad but honestly if they gave up 36 and a half points per game it probably can't get much worse so so it's probably not all bad. That they're replacing guys There's plenty of transfer guys in there and everything like that as well. Uh, dad, Arizona's win total is at five games for this coming season. How do you feel about Arizona?
0: Well, again, I, I it, they definitely rebounded from where they were a couple of years ago, which is good. I don't think there'll be a major factor at all in the conference but i think i think they could win more than five games right around there so i'll go over five and i think maybe they'll continue to improve you know i you always think of both the arizona schools ought to be able to recruit well um that would just be a great place to you know play sports out there but um i'll I'll go with over on that so i don't like
1: to do this um but i just i couldn't I said push. I say right at five wins. I don't like to do that. I like to either go over or under. But at the end of the day, I mean, is it more likely to be four or six? I just saw five wins. Like, to me, that that's the cap uh, for them. And I just, I don't know. I wasn't comfortable with four wins. I'm not comfortable with six wins. So I'm just going to push this one. Five wins for Arizona. They match what they did last year. And it is what it is at the end of the day. This team... They're not going to, they're not a threat this year. That's for sure. Uh, in this, and this is a, by the way, dad, this is a conference that is dying, but at the same time might be the most competitive conference in the top of the conference of any of the conferences. There's more teams that can compete in this conference than in any other conference in the sec. You've got two or three teams in the big 10. You've got two, maybe three, but I would say two teams. Um, in the ACC, you got one team. Uh, in the in the Big Twelve, you've you know you got one, maybe two teams. So the Pac twelve has has contenders at least the conference level, and uh, and so for a conference that appears to be dying, uh, Arizona is not going to be one of those competitive teams. Although the rest, a lot of the conference should be. Uh, let's go to Arizona State. They got a new coach, Kenny Dillingham comes in. They've got a QB battle right now from everything that I can find. Trenton Burgett is the leader in the clubhouse. He's a returning player, uh, but they've got a true freshman. They've got some other guys that are competing. So that QB battle is still yet to be won. This team dad brought in 31 transfers, uh, 31 new transfers into into the football team. It's a whole new team, but it is a team that's rebuilding. There are very low expectations, I think, at least for this team this year. Their win total was also set at five. This one I'm willing to go under on. I I think they're going to be in that range, four or five wins. Uh, But I I think they're going to run into some tough battles this year. So Arizona State, in their first year under Kenny Dillingham, I'm not going to set that bar too high for them. How do you feel about them?
0: Yeah, I would agree. I would go under on that. Like I said, that's an awful lot of new players. Hopefully they're headed in the right you know, direction and they have a new coach. But again, this year, again, like you said, it's very competitive at the top. And with it being that way, then somebody's going to get beat in the conference. And I think these mid to lower teams are going to have trouble getting a lot of wins. Normally you would say, well, surely they should get five wins, maybe get six, but that's going to be tough for some of these middle teams. And I think Arizona state falls into that.
1: I agree. Uh, California is next. Cal is coached by Justin Wilcox. Uh, They've got a transfer quarterback from TCU, Sam Jackson, the fifth. Uh, They've got a really bad offensive line, but everything else on offense looks pretty decent. The defense should be good. They've got a linebacker, Jackson Sermon. That's a star. Um, and it's going it is it's gonna kind of bolster that defense as well. Um, they're at five wins also, Dad. I was surprised there's a, a lot of five win teams here in this in this conference. Uh, how do you feel about Cal?
0: Um, well, again, I think you know, they're going to have trouble because of the higher team. So I'll, I, this was a close one here, but I'll go under five. I think Cal is an interesting team, though, because with UCLA and USC, this being their last year in the conference, Cal would be a team that will really be up for them. And I, I, I don't remember right off if they've got both of them on their schedule. I think maybe they do. But, um, I, you know, that, that can make for interesting games, but I, I'll have to go under on Cal also.
1: So I went over for Cal. I, I got him at six wins. Um, you know, I, I would have loved for this number to have been four and a half, but, but, uh, at five, I still go over. I think they land in that five to six range. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't get too caught up in the getting up for games and, uh, especially in-state. If it's not been a rivalry, and by that I mean competitive in the recent past, I don't know. As just to me, I don't get too too excited about that. Um, but I think they're an okay team. They're definitely not going to win the conference or anything like that. Uh, let's talk about Colorado. Uh, Colorado's rumored to be leaving for the Big 12. Uh, but nonetheless, of course, they made all the news in the Pac-12 this year yet they have one of the lowest win totals in the Pac-12. Uh, Colorado's coached by Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. Uh, the quarterback is Deion Sun, uh, Shadier Sanders. Their scoring should not be an issue. Yeah. Now, the O-line, though, everything I can see on the offensive line, Dad, is there's – it's suspect. There's, there's a lot of questions about do they have anybody that can block? Um, how effective will they be? The defense is a major concern uh, there in Colorado also – And That's why their win total is only at 3.5 for Coach Prime's uh, Power 5 debut as a head coach. I was surprised to see it that low, just considering some of the talent that he brought over with them. Um, I don't know, Dad. Let me start with this. Dion came in at the beginning, as soon as he was named head coach, and he told guys, pack your bags. He said, I'm bringing my own luggage with me. Pack your bags. Uh, He ran a lot of guys off this team. And I understand Colorado was not a good team, but I hate I hated the way he did it. I didn't like it. They're obviously going to pay him. They're happy to have him, all that kind of stuff. They're going to let him do whatever he wants to do. Uh, do you think that Deion Sanders will work at the Power Five level?
0: Um, yes, I, I think he will. Um, again, it'll depend kind of on assistance and stuff like that. But um, I think from a recruiting standpoint, uh, definitely so. You know, now it was at a lot lower level, but he did well. You know, at the college he's coming from now, and um, I, I think he'll do fine at the Power Five level um, there. Now there are a lot of teams. Um, I mean, a lot of new players at Colorado, but like you said, three and a half games. I, I just can't see where there's not going to be some surprises here, and they'll sneak out at least four or five. Um, I would have to go over on this, even though as stuff I read was, you know, they're, they're just not going to be any good. If they could win two or three games, people would still look at that as a positive. Uh, but I don't think that's what, that's the way he'll promote it.
1: Well, they didn't hire them to win two or three games. Um, they, they didn't just bring them in to sell tickets. They brought them in to build the program back up. Uh, I, I also go over three and a half. I, I think they've got to be better than three and a half to me. There's nothing positive about winning two or three games. Uh, so I think I think they go over three and a half. They do have some offensive talent. Um, if they stay out of trouble, and, and honestly, if Prime stays on the sideline, he's had all kinds of health issues yeah. uh, this year too. So there's a lot that could happen. But I'll go over three and a half as well. But again, I don't see them as a contender this year. Um, I just see them as an annoyance more than anything else. And that annoyance might be enough to win a game or two, honestly. Um, <laughs> so it'll be distracting having prime around in the Pac-12. And if Colorado announces they're leaving, that adds a whole nother level to it as well. Uh, let's go up to Oregon. Uh, Dan Lanning is back in Oregon. Quarterback Bo Nix is back in Oregon, which is somewhat of a surprise before last season, maybe not at the end of last season. Uh, The offense put up 38.8 points per game. They have great skill players. They've got four new offensive linemen. So if that works, it's going to be really good. If it doesn't, it could be really bad. The defense returns seven. They did lose some big guys, uh, uh, some important key players on the defense this offseason. But, Dad, everyone is back on the Oregon bandwagon. Nine and a half games is their win total. How are you feeling about the Ducks?
0: Um, I think they'll have a lot more competition this year. The last couple of years, they've kind of been, you know, the big name when USC and UCLA was down. I don't think that's, I think there's going to be a lot more tough games for them. Um, I'm going to go under nine and a half. I think they can probably win nine games, but I don't know that they can win 10 games with where they're at this year. Um, there Again, I think they'll be a good team, be a very competitive team, but I, I think we're going to see some other teams maybe rise up and surprise a little bit.
1: So when I first saw the number nine and a half, my immediate thought was under. I looked at their schedule. I counted out the games they could win. Am I a believer in Bo Nix? I can't say that I am. Am I a believer in Dan Lanning? I can't say that I am. But I went over with Oregon. I think 10 is the number. It would it surprise me if they won nine or eight? No, it wouldn't. But to me, ten is that number. I'm going to go ahead and ride the the Bo Nix bandwagon, and people thinking he's he's good again, uh, and he was fine. He wasn't horrible, but I don't know when he was at Auburn. He was supposed or was it Auburn or Ole Miss? Now I forget. Uh, But when he was down in the SEC,
0: Auburn, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, he was the next great thing. And then he wasn't. So (laughs) so, uh, I don't know. The Oregon offense is going to put up points. We know that for sure. I'm going to give him over nine and a half. That brings us to Oregon State head coach, Jonathan Smith. Quarterback, here you go. Uh, uh, DJ Ugalele. I said that wrong. But the former Clemson quarterback, he is 10. uh, Excuse me. Oregon State was 10 and three last year. Uh, and some people, actually a lot of people say they're the best offensive lineman in the conference. Some say they're the best offensive lineman, uh, offensive line in college football, a very solid run game. The defense was good last year. They're going to lean on some transfers this year to maintain or even get better. Uh, Oregon state dad has eight and a half as their win total. Uh, they don't have that same, uh, I, I don't know, flamboyancy. As some of these other schools in the conference, the Oregon's, the USC's, uh, but Oregon State had a phenomenal year last year. Do you think they repeat it, uh, or do you think they fall fall down?
0: Uh, yes, I think they'll repeat it. I think they'll do well. I think the Clemson quarterback will do well. I think a, a change of scenery. I mean, he was not as advertised, obviously at Clemson, but obviously he had ability. And, you know, again, if he's got a great offensive line and a running game, that will really help. Um, So at eight and a half, I think they can go over that. And um, I think they might be, you know, a real, real competitive team out there in the conference.
1: I put them in over also. Again, a team that I don't necessarily trust a whole lot. Uh, I don't know that I trust any of these teams in the conference, honestly, Uh, but uh, I looked at their schedule again, I think eight and a half, I think nine, 10 wins, uh, maybe even more is a possibility. So I went over also on Oregon state, but I'll also admit, I don't really know much. It's not like i watch Oregon state football, uh, very often. I did see DJ play several games at Clemson, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all comes together. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to USC Southern Cal head coach, Lincoln Riley quarterback of the century, supposedly in Caleb Williams. The offense is going to be good, possibly even great. They added some key defenders in the transfer portal from Georgia, AM, Oklahoma State, so they should be improved on the defensive side of the ball as well. They are the favorites to win this, this conference, but not by a ton. Their win total is 10. Last year, Dad, I was in on USC. I thought year number one under Lincoln Riley, they were going to run through some people offensively. He was going to be able to kind of Uh, being the new coach there, do some things. And then I thought maybe they'd fall back a little bit this year. At 10 wins, I'm going under 10 wins with USC uh, and what I think is a bold proclamation. Uh, But nonetheless, I think they're going to be a high-scoring team. But with all the hype around Caleb Williams, the reality is all the hype typically doesn't add up. Uh, People who have all that hype typically don't live up to it. Occasionally they do. There are quarterbacks that have. Uh, And Caleb Williams is good. He's the projected number one draft pick in the the NFL next year. But I'm going to say all that heavy weight of expectation, everyone's gunning for him. I'm going to go under 10 wins. How about you with USC?
0: Um, I I think, you know, he is the real thing. I really like Lincoln Riley, and I'm going to go over. I think they can have a really, really good year. I know, um, you know, he brought in, you know, People in the portal, I think, you know, he can recruit kind of who he wants still. And um, I I think they're going to be a very, very good team. Um, And it'll be back to being a power team. So um, I'm all all positive about USC.
1: That somewhat surprises me. It doesn't surprise me that you're over. It surprises me that you're that bought into it. Um, And I'd have to go back and listen to the tape. I thought you were negative on Lincoln Riley last year. Apparently you weren't um maybe you just thought year one was going to be a slow year for him but uh i'd have to go back and listen to all that um but yeah i mean they're they're a threat there's no doubt about that i just feel like they're the ones with the target on their back and i'm not sure they can live up to it uh let's go to stanford another new coach in the in the division in the conference troy taylor comes in Ari patu is the quarterback this is another rebuilding program Uh, just like, uh, Arizona state, just like Colorado in different ways. Of course, uh, the offense does have some talent. They've got a really good running back in EJ Smith outside of that dad. There's just not much to talk about with Stanford. This is a program that has fallen so hard since the Andrew Luck days. Uh, it's, it's been rough to watch how far they've fallen. They're at three wins as an over under. How do you feel about Stanford?
0: Um, yeah, I agree. Like I agree with this being hard to watch. I mean, I always think of Stanford as, you know, a, a very good team, and usually they're a team that can surprise. Um, I I can't go under at three wins, so I'm going to say they'll get four. Um, but it doesn't look like it. Look again, it looks like the good unless they really upset a couple big people, uh, be a tough year uh, for them. And you know, the question with them will be, how will that go with Colorado? You know if Colorado really? beats them then boy, that's really tough there. Um, you know if they beat Colorado, we'll just see how how how, how, that, how that plays out.
1: Dad, I hate to do this, especially twice in one episode. I, I don't see them getting two wins. That just doesn't work. I don't see them getting four wins. I think three is the number. so I'm gonna push this one too as much as I hate to do it. I just I can't I couldn't count to four when I came to Stanford, but I, you can't go two wins. Surely they're not going to only win two. Um, I would push with three. I, I Stanford. I'll talk about them more when we get into our tiers. I, it's sad, really, really sad to see where they where they've come to. Uh, let's go to UCLA, another team that's getting ready to leave the conference. Chip Kelly still there. They've got a freshman quarterback, Dante Moore, that is winning the job down there at UCLA. They're replacing a whole lot of things on offense, new quarterback, uh, a whole new uh, running back, three new offensive linemen. They do have eight returning on defense, but the defense struggled last year. I'm surprised to see their win total at eight and a half. Dad, to me, this is an easy under. Uh, they're just they, they lost too much uh, to be able to compete in what I think is strong at the top. So I'm going under eight and a half with UCLA. How about you?
0: Actually, I'll go over eight and a half. I think nine would be it. But um, um, yeah, again, I I think they're better than some of these other teams. And, um, you know, if if they can beat Cal and beat a couple of these, then all of a sudden they're going to get the wins they need. So um, I'll go over, over eight and a half. Not so sure. I'm a big Chip Kelly fan, but I I think, you know, I like to see UCLA um, get back. And I think it'll be important for UCLA and USC to have momentum going into the Big Ten next year.
1: Well, it might be important, but I don't know that they can do it. (laughs) uh, I'm looking real quick at their schedule. Coastal Carolina, that's a win. Uh, Let's see here. San Diego State, it should be a win. Uh, and North Carolina Central, NC Central, whatever that is, that's a win. Utah, that's a loss. Washington State, I think that's could be a tricky one for UCLA. Oregon State, you called over on Oregon State, so did I. So I think that's a, win, a loss for UCLA. Stanford's a win. Colorado's a win. Uh, Arizona should be a win. Arizona State should be a win. USC, you called over on USC, so that's got to be a loss on UCLA. And then Cal should be a win. I don't think that's nine. Um, one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight. That's eight for me. I don't know, dad. I'm going under. I'll stick. I'll stick with that. I don't think they're any good. And again, you got a true freshman quarterback. Um, after having a veteran quarterback for the last couple of years, I don't like it, but Hey, that's all right. Uh, you go over. I'll go under Utah Kyle Whittingham. A really good coach. Cameron rising. Recovering from an ACL injury, the plan is for him to start the season, uh, though. He's a good quarterback if he's healthy. They got a really good run game. Their defense is one of the top defenses in the conference. But they've got two tough non-conference games that that aren't necessarily what they used to be. But Florida and Baylor in the non-conference is not an easy non-conference schedule uh, here for Utah. Their win total is at 8.5. How you feel about uh, the Utes?
0: Uh, I think they'll continue to improve, you know, in the last few years, they've used to be, you never thought a lot about Utah, but they've become very good. And I I think they can go over eight and a half. When you look at their schedule, again, Florida and Baylor, that will be important, but if they can win at least one of those, and they may very well be able to win both of them. Um, we will see where it is. they have Florida at home. And then of course they're at Baylor. So uh, at Waco. So, um, I I think they can go over and get nine wins, maybe even get ten.
1: I've got them over also. It scares me, though, with the quarterback not fully healthy. uh, But they've been solid. They seem to know what they're doing. Whittingham has done a good job with the program. I think over eight and a half is doable. Uh, But I can go over with them because I went under with, like, USC. Uh, Next up is Washington. Kalen DeBoer, head coach. Michael Penix, Jr., the former Hoosier. Uh, has been there, was there last year, had a phenomenal year last year. The offense put up 39.7 points per game last year, and they're going to be really good again. The run defense is okay. Uh, The pass defense is a huge question mark for Washington, and they've got a big number. Now, listen, I've heard people say Michael Penix Jr. is going to be the second quarterback taken in the draft. When I heard that for the first time, and I heard that, Uh, from, uh, Mel on ESPN. When I heard that, I thought, wait a second, Michael Penix. Now I know he had a great year last year, but the guy can't stay healthy. First of all, secondly, he's not an elite NFL quarterback. And I'm not saying he won't make it in the NFL, but he's not going to be that next star in the NFL. I think that all the expectation with Washington, similar to USC, but I trust Caleb Williams a whole lot more than I trust Michael Penix Jr. I think nine and a half is too high. I think the pressure and the weight that's going to be on the shoulders, the expectation, and listen, I live in Kentucky, and when Kentucky had a good run, all the expectations came in with it, and then they just crumbled underneath those expectations. I think Washington won't be able to handle the expectations. I don't think they're going to be bad, but nine and a half, can't do it i'm going to go under eight or nine wins i think is where you see washington how about you
0: um again you know as i was reading about them you know boy people are really high on them i think the key on the over under here is really um the boise state the michigan state game if they win those then um i think they can go over and um I think I'll go over. That's probably real close. I think it'll be 9 or 10. I think they'll compete there in the conference. And um, But I'll go over at nine and a half.
1: This is a hard conference to predict. Um, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Washington State is the last team in the conference. Jake Dickert's the head coach. Cameron Ward is the quarterback. The offense is the question mark. They lost their top four wide receivers. That's never a good sign. Uh, and they're not Ohio State replacing them with four superstars. Defense was good last year. They should be fine this year um, as well. Um, and their their pass rush should be really, really good also. So uh, win total is at five. I'm going to go over for Washington State. I think six or seven is doable. Even in a tough conference, I think Washington State is a little bit more middle of the pack than than even Arizona uh, or maybe even Cal, Stanford, those kind of teams. So I think they go over five. How about
0: you? Well, I, again, since I went over on a couple of these teams, you didn't. Then I think Washington State. I'll have to go under on. Um, again, five might be right about where they're at. Um, but I, I'll, you know, I, I'll go under. Um, but I think it'll be it'll be close there. Of course, they got a tough um, non-conference game in Wisconsin for sure. And um, we'll see. Like you said, for a, for a conference that's dying, there could be a lot of really good games this year there because the at the top, there's a bunch of good teams.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. And again, I mean, they're dying because there's no one they can add. Um, they can only lose teams at this point. They can bring in San Diego State, but that's not going to move the needle. Um, if they, they're losing UCLA and USC, they're probably going to lose Colorado. You would assume Oregon is is got all kinds of offers. Can pick pick where they want to go. Um I mean they they're, they're going to be in big time trouble here. Uh let's get to our tiers. Let's start with the National Championship tier. Uh who do you think out of the Big 12, or excuse me, the Pac 12 is capable of making a national championship run this year?
0: Um I think the only one is U- USC. I think they could be again if they, if they go and only lose one game. Or if they could go through the conference and they'll have a shot at it, um, so I, I, again, I think with just four teams getting in, it's probably not real likely. But I think they would be the team that would have a shot at it. Again, you know, they got the high-profile quarterback, so if they've got the record, um, that is going to help them a little bit.
1: Yeah, you think about you know even their their one of the things that helps SEC teams. Is they play a team and they beat them, that that looks good because they beat a really good team. You're going to have teams now in the Pac-12 this year that are going to beat. if They beat Washington, oh, that's going to look better than it has in some years. Um, if they beat um, Oregon, it's going to look it's going to look good. You know those kinds of things. I've got USC there as well. I don't again. I go under on USC, but they have that potential to be a national championship team. And I put Oregon in that tier too. Um, I think Oregon is there if, if everything goes right for them this year, if Bo Nix plays well again, this year, Dan Lanning should be able to get that defense fixed in Oregon. Um, do I think Oregon's going to win the championship or even go to the championship? Not necessarily, but I think they're at that level. So I put Oregon and USC in the national championship, uh, level. Uh, how about the conference championship level?
0: Well, of course, you know I'd have USC there, but I think I've got, let's see, five other teams. I've got Oregon, um, I've got Oregon State who I think could could contend for that. Um, UCLA, which again, you're not as high on, but I think you know there's possibility. Uh, Utah, I think, again, could challenge for the conference title again. And Washington, I think, you have to put in there at least to battle. So again, you know, I've got six teams there uh, that all could. Now they obviously, you know, they're going to knock each other out. At least a couple of them. Sure. But uh, that, that's what I'd have.
1: I agree with you, other than UCLA. I I'd definitely not put UCLA in that group. But Washington, Oregon State, Utah, along with Oregon and USC. I think it's a I think it's a top heavy conference, and those five teams are really going to beat up on each other. I just think UCLA is that. I don't think they're there. <laughs> I think they lost too much. Um, let's go to our Vanderbilt tier. This is the tier where we like to make fun of Vanderbilt. Uh, worst team, no hope. Uh, you know, you look at them and you just go, I I, I can't even watch that. Um, who do you have anybody in that tier?
0: Um. I don't, I don't, because I, with a clear conscience, I can't put Stanford or Colorado in that. I just don't see them being in that category. And, um, you know, the other teams were five win teams. So, um, I, I, I don't have anybody. I I don't have anybody there, you know, next year, the whole conference may be in the Vanderbilt tier. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Uh, I got Stanford there, and I don't like it. Uh, You know, I I don't like it. But Stanford, first of all, how about the comparisons with Vanderbilt? Smart school, uh, high academic standards, all that kind of stuff. They've let the athletics slip, at least in football. And uh, to me, it's just going to take a while for them to climb out. I think they can. It's going to take a while for them to climb out. I'm not sure they got the right coach to do the job even. They might have to go through another coach or two before they get there. Uh, so for me, it's Stanford Stanford's in that last year, uh, there, uh, saw so a top heavy conference, a lot going on there. Um, and it actually could be a pretty entertaining conference this year, which is wild to think compared, considering everything that's happened, uh, in the world as well. All right. Anything else with the pack 12?
0: No, again, like you said, it could be a conference is dying and it could be because those top four or five teams, beside USC and UCLA might be all people that leave or at least three of them might be. Um, And again, I think, you know, I I assume this could affect how it goes this year. You get a team that really excels and does well. um, It might give them more motivation to move, you know, to another conference and be competitive. Um, You know, I I agree with you. I just don't think the PAC 12 is going to look anything like it does now next year.
1: Yeah, like I'm saying, I mean, they can add Hawaii. They can add San Diego State. Those are not schools that are going to help you out. Um, and with all, the, with all that they're losing, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, all right, so there you go. Next week's the Big Ten, so make sure you come back next week and tune in for the Big Ten preview. Uh, that'll be a fun one to talk about as well. A reminder, make sure you go, uh, before we talk baseball, let's uh, go visit RighteousFelon.com. Get yourself some beef jerky. Uh, it's great beef jerky. Promo code Belly Up. You're going to get 15% off your purchase all right dad baseball the trade deadline is just under a week away and we've already started to see some moves the Dodgers have brought in Kiki Hernandez brought back Kiki Hernandez and Ahmad Rosario gets traded there I was predicting Tim Anderson to get moved to the Dodgers they go for a different shortstop one who's having a better season they trade away Noah Syndergaard who has been horrendous uh they trade him away to Cleveland uh, the Marlins and the Twins make swaps of relievers. But so far, nothing major happening. Uh, although I'm not sure that anything bigger than Ahmad Rosario will happen. Uh, we'll see how things shake down in the MLB trade deadline. Next week, we'll be, uh, we'll be recapping everything that happened uh, from there. But that being said, Dad, Major League Baseball is rolling along. And there was an important series in the NL Central this week. Milwaukee and Cincinnati. Cincinnati won last night, uh, uh, Tuesday night, four to three. But the Brewers won the front end and the back end of it to go a game and a half up on Cincinnati. Um, I I still just them. I know this doesn't sit well with some people. I just don't think Cincinnati has. Now, if they make a move at the deadline, trade deadline, and add some pitching help, I might change my tune. But for now, I'm not worried about Cincinnati. I think this is Milwaukee's division to run away with.
0: Um, again, um, maybe it's because I live in this area or whatever, but I've been a lot more positive about, um, Cincinnati and we will see. Um, I was thinking a little bit ago when you said, you know, Milwaukee and Cincinnati won't play each other again because they won't play each other in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I thought, what well, I don't know about that because I think Milwaukee will make the playoffs, but uh-huh. anyhow, we'll see. So,
1: yeah. You've drank the Kool Aid uh, in, in I have. southwestern Ohio. Um, yeah, no, only one of them's making it. You got to win the division in the Central to get in. I think, at the very least, I yeah. uh, think that you got three teams in the West: the Dodgers, the Giants, and the the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks and the Orioles supposedly reached out to the Angels about Shohei Otani. Doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, San Francisco is in second place right now in that division, three and a half back. The Dodgers, as expected, are starting to make moves. Um, They're already in the lead. I think the Dodgers win this division, but I think San Francisco and Arizona both survive to make the playoffs. I think Arizona makes a move, at least one or two moves here at the deadline. I don't know if San Francisco does or not, because I'm not sure there's anything here that's going to help them in the future. Um, So I'm not sure San Francisco makes a move, but I think they're good enough. To still make it into the wild card. Uh, I think Philadelphia is the other wild card team uh, who, right now, is 10 and a half back from Atlanta. Atlanta's got that division. Um, anything interesting in the West worth talking about other than what I just said?
0: Um, no, again, I'm you know, being a Giant fan. I think the Giants will stay in it. Um, it's been kind of an interesting race because the Giants hit a rough patch. Um yeah last week, but um, they're playing Oakland now and they won and the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks have both already lost today. So the giants it's funny when the Giants lose, it seems like the other two teams lose also or that happens some. The Dodgers have not pulled away yet like you thought they could. Uh, But again, the trade deadline, I think looking at baseball next week, we can really kind of set up there where the run's going to be for the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. San Francisco was on a three or four game losing streak. Arizona was on a five game losing streak. Like it just it was they're staying right there together the whole time. Right now, it's uh so you got the division leaders, Atlanta, LA, and Milwaukee. The wild card race right now, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Cincinnati are the three teams in. Arizona and Miami are a half game out. Listen, Miami, I said this months ago, uh, and it's in print. I have it on my articles on bellyupsports.com. Uh, Miami, they will not be there at the end. They're going to fall off. I'm not worried about them. Uh, Chicago's five games back. San Diego's six and a half games back. Those are teams that I think you have to at least pay attention to, but I don't expect anything to happen there. So I think Arizona moves in over Cincinnati, and I could be wrong. Maybe Cincinnati makes it. They're a fun team. They're they're a fun team. There's no doubt about that. Uh, well, their offense and defense is fun. Their pitching is not fun. But anyways, no, no more of that. Uh, in the American League, Baltimore still up right now in the division. Uh, they are a game and a half up on Tampa, five and a half up on Toronto. And Minnesota leads the Central by two games over Cleveland. Texas only a game up on the Astros. The Astros are coming, and they are coming fast in the in the AL West. Uh, do you think Houston uh, overtakes and runs off with the West, or do you think Texas holds on to make it interesting?
0: Well, I, I, think, I think Houston is going to overtake them. The question will be, will Texas stay with them? Will, will they hang in there, or will they just kind of fall off by several games? I think it could be a race to the end because Texas has played good enough, and maybe the trade deadline will have something to do with that. But um, Houston definitely has caught up. I don't know that Houston will pull away from them. We'll, – we'll see. Texas has been a good team all year, and if they can hang in there, then um, obviously anything can happen.
1: uh, Texas has scored a ton of runs, but I'll tell you what. Houston's getting healthy, and they are looking healthy. They got two guys back today. I'd be scared to death if I'm Texas. Um, I don't know if Baltimore wins the East. I don't know if Minnesota wins the Central. Um, And These are different things. right? Baltimore's in a really, really tough a uh, really, really tough division. Minnesota is in a really stinky division, but they're not a great team either. Uh, Houston and Texas are the battle in the West. Right now, it's set up Baltimore, Texas, Minnesota, with Tampa, Houston, and Toronto being your wild card teams. Boston is two games out. The Yankees, three games out. The Angels, four games out. The Mariners, four and a half, and Cleveland, five and a half games out. Um, the, the East will be interesting, excuse me, the American league will be interesting and the playoff race all year, because all six spots can move around a little bit. Uh, whereas in the NL, I think your top three spots are pretty well set. It's figuring out those next three, uh, and the American league, you might know what six teams it's going to be, but you might not know where they're going to end up in in that final spot there. So I think it's going to be fun, fun to watch it go. I still think Toronto makes a run in the East. Um and but again, talk to me next week after the trade deadline, and then we can see which teams tried to improve and which teams are gonna try to maintain um and and go from there. Show how Tani's not getting traded at the trade deadline. Uh I I will tell you that ninety-nine point nine percent sure. Uh actually I'm a hundred percent sure. Otani ain't going anywhere at the trade deadline. If he gets moved, it'll be in free agency at the end of the year. So um angels i don't think they make the playoffs either anything you want to talk about with the al uh al
0: um no the team i've been surprised to have stayed in it really has been the red sox i don't think they'll yeah. make a move to be able to get in there but they've been interested. i thought they would fall off and um they haven't now they lost one they shouldn't have lost lost bad the other day of course they beat atlanta last night they're behind today so um I, I don't think they will challenge but that's been interesting with them staying because like you said it's a very competitive division and when you get down to the top teams there uh, having a team like um, Boston still playing well probably will make a real difference
1: yeah I'm with you i I actually like them better than the Yankees uh, they're not I think they're very equal but the Yankees pitching is so bad. Carlos Rodon has been horrible since his return. Garrett Cole's been the only good thing out of that that rotation. Um, And then they've had injuries. Aaron Judge has been out. Now, Stanton's had some good games here and there. Who will they add? What will they do? We'll see. But the Yankees, I don't know. They don't think they scare anybody right now um, as well. So plenty of fun stuff going on, though, in the baseball world. Like I said, next Wednesday, we'll recap what's going on. Uh, in the in the uh, trade deadline and everything like that. And actually, I don't know if this would work for you, Dad, or not, but I've considered maybe even doing the, the show on Tuesday night next week. We can talk about it off the air. Uh, but in, in, we'll see when the trade deadline, how it ends, and, and everything from there. But anyways, nonetheless, uh, that's all for non-recording conversations. Uh, let's see here. Oh, by the way, Freddie Peralta struck out 13 Cincinnati Reds today in that game uh if he pitches like that the brewers will be in good good condition moving forward um anything (laughs) interesting anything bold anything like that that you want to predict that's going to happen here at the trade deadline
0: uh no because i I really don't you know I, i i don't have any idea i've listened some you know to you guys uh talking on sunday nights about it and stuff but um Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how many real game changing players there are out there, and um, I'll just wait and see where the fallout comes after. Well,
1: that's a good transition, Dad. Uh, Everybody tune in Sunday night live, eight p.m. for the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Me and Kevin Wilson talk fantasy baseball. We talk real baseball. We cover everything uh, there on Sunday nights. Tune in. You can always catch the replay on YouTube or on the audio version of the, the Sports Dope podcast. Wednesday nights, you get us right here, the ones you're looking at right now. Uh, myself and my dad talking all things uh, professional sports, college sports, whatever it may be. Thursday night, we go live at 8 o'clock with Ryan Jackson, EKU defensive lineman. And we are currently going through the EKU position preview for football. We've got the pass catchers coming on tomorrow night. We're talking with wide receiver coach Caleb Cox. Tight end coach C.J. Conrad, former Kentucky Wildcat tight end and NFL tight end. And then wide receiver Jaden Smith. You're going to want to know that name in the next couple of years as he transitions to the NFL in just a year or two. Uh, But Jaden Smith will be with us as well. We'll preview the pass catchers live Thursday night, 8 p.m. there as well. Uh, You can get the Sports Stove apparel like my dad's wearing. Uh, Go to our Twitter Twitter account at Sports Stove. You'll see it pinned to the top there. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Sports Stove. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're even on threads if you're over there. Uh, not super a whole lot going on over there. But anyways, we are there. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share, review all those good things about the program as well. All right.
0: Well, anything else to add before we go? No, nope, I believe that'll do it. Like I said, football training camp's starting, so I'm excited about that. A lot to keep up with there with the Packers and everything. And everybody who's NFL fans is keeping up. Everybody will be in camp here before long. Um, and, of course, we've got the Hall of Fame inductions coming up here before long. That's always kind of interesting, too.
1: Yeah, lots of NFL stuff coming around the bin. Next week, we're uh, previewing the Big Ten Conference, so make sure you tune in. For that as well. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.